Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 235, your place for the blueprint of success for peak performers just like you. And my special guest, Lucia Rushton. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Mark. I'm really great. So glad you're here. Well, tell us just a little bit about you and primarily your investment business. Yes. So um, I actually became a full-time realtor in 2018, and it was because we have real estate investments, among others, but I wanted to be in that industry. I wanted to be in that market. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was the focus that I had. And so really today, you know, I was kind of double checking our numbers. This year alone, year to date, 90% of our business is with investors. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so that forces you to be what I would call at a more sophisticated level, potentially at where you really, you must run your business like a business. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no hobbyist no. <laughs> in this segment. Um, and that's good advice for everybody, right? Absolutely. I, I think it's imperative for us to be successful that we do. We have goals. Yeah. We run it like a business. Yeah. We treat it as such. And, and working with investors, you know, they're asking, you know, things like return on investment and cash on cash returns and more, uh, I don't want to say complicated or but sophisticated yes. techniques. Yes. So even what, even when I have clients that are what I call retail buyers, um, I still look at a property as an investment. Mm -hmm. So the way that I walk a property, the things that I show um, to clients, mm -hmm. I do a lot of, a lot of our clients are out of state. So I'll do video walkthroughs and I will make sure that they feel like they're seeing the house as though they're right next to me. Wow. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, an investment for a retail, somebody who's going to live in that home, it's also an investment. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have kind of the, that right. visual on it, if you like. So how did you learn? Um, you know, many of us learn the traditional residential retail business. Mm -hmm. How did you learn this? It, you know, it's a little more commercial-like, mm -hmm. uh, which is more uh, non-emotional, you know, business decisions. How, how did you numbers. learn that? Yeah, numbers. So we, my husband and I, Charlie, we, who's also been on your show before, yeah. um, and he, gosh, he talks about you all the time. Yeah. Um, we have been investors since 2006 when we actually lived overseas we bought here in texas mm -hmm. um so it's just been a part of our lives and that that network kind of grew in that real estate arena um but it is you know it's looking at looking at the comps not just as the sales as the rental comps mm -hmm. we do a lot of educating our clients a lot of first-time investors that right know that they want to be in that market, but they don't really know the steps. So we are their boots on the ground. Right. We do have that network for them here. Um, so it is, it's a full-time, it's oh. a full-time job. So you really kind of view not only you're running your business like a business, but your approach to your clients is really more of a consultant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. The sales are naturally going to happen based on the consulting work. Yes. As long as they're committed, like yeah. they must be committed to doing this. Yeah. So a lot of times investors will also want to shop around agents. They want six agents, nine agents. They want off market. They want all these crazy things. And, and I've said no to a lot of people because no. no, we're committed. If you're committed to buying, we're committed to being your realtor and you're going to sign the buyer's rep agreement with us. Yeah. How do, how do you um, learn in a sense to say no? Because so many of us wouldn't want to let those go because it's like, right. oh, I'm letting go an opportunity, right. even though they're going to waste your time. But you've learned to... Fair it out. Yes. You know, those that are committed versus those that are interested. 
And, and that again comes back to, I actually have a business degree. And when I, when I finished my university degree and I went for business, it's because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that that I would be able to apply to anything I do. So it's, it's a time management thing. If a client isn't willing to commit to me, I'm not willing to commit to them. Right. Right. It's funny. Um, I have a client that first called me almost a year ago. And then four months ago, called me back. And I reached out to him about two months ago. And I'm like, so how's it going? What are your thoughts? And, and he said, well, he was keeping his hands in multiple pies with what other realtors. And I said, I'm sorry, that's just not how I work. Um, I explained the buyer's rep agreement. He said, well, let me see one. So I sent it to him, mm-hmm. complete it. I only do three months at a time. Right. Because if they really do want an investment, they're committed, then we're going to get it done in 90 days. Right. Um, if not, something's wrong, right? right? So I sent it to him, and then four days ago, I got it signed back. Wow. I was like, wow, okay, so you are ready, yeah. you know, and had that conversation with him on Monday. You know, isn't it true, whether it's personal or business, you know, when you set a boundary, yes. which what you do, you know, here, here's a boundary of how I work, um, things work. And, yes. and if it's outside your boundary, then it, it shouldn't be in your in your sphere anyway, right? Right. It's no. not worth it. I mean, they. No. It, it's just not worth it. Did, did, did that confidence come naturally to you, or did you have to build that? Was that part of your growing up, or how, how did you build that confidence to set, set and keep boundaries? That's a really great question. And from my life as a realtor, it took it took a little bit of time. Mm. People yep. wasting your time. People yes. running you all around. Yes. You know, willing to go the extra mile. So my background is hospitality and hotels and restaurants. Right. And so I kind of marry that hospitality and that business together. Yeah. And it's it's unified. It's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Um, but as far as the real estate, I needed to have that confidence. I needed to have sales under yeah. my belt that what I was doing was right. Mm-hmm. Well, so what advice would you give the audience in, you know, we're blessed not only in Texas, but Mm -hmm. in the United States, you know, there's unprecedented wealth, Mm -hmm. unprecedented equity, cash. Um, You know, we can talk about that later. We are getting a little more divided, but there are plenty of uh, baby boomers, one of the largest segments in the uh, population who own their homes free and clear, Mm -hmm. who have cash, who can invest. Uh, how, How would an agent go about owning their skills and learning to work more with investors? Get educated. There's Mm -hmm. definitely books. There's definitely podcasts that you can um, listen to. Mm -hmm. You know, we're in our cars. That's my mobile office. I'm in there all the time. I'm not, I'm very rarely listening to the radio. I'm listening to podcasts. It's about educating. Um, It's about networking about getting comfortable with the numbers. So mm-hmm. I do require that all of my clients do their own due diligence. They can't rely mm. on me to do all the numbers for them. No, it's their money. They're making the investment. They need to be comfortable with it. I will give them as much guidance and I will give them the tools, but they have to do it themselves. So the one thing that I get with um, agents that don't want to work with investors is they think that they're going to lowball deals. Mm. And that's not necessarily the case. Right, um, they're looking at a long-term plan. So you have to really prove to them that you are on their team, right? Right, That you are committed, that you understand the numbers. Um, 
you can niche yourself into different parts of Fort Worth or Dallas or whatever. If you look at my Zillow map, I'm all over. Mm-hmm. You know, if a client says, well, where's the best place to invest? If I told you, I'd have to tell you and I'd have to tell you and I'm competing against myself. Right. So no, you know, it's what their criteria are. You know, what's what's their purpose if they want something that's, you know, what we call um, a turnkey so that they no. don't have to do any work or do they want to do work to it? There's all different ways no. of kind of finding that. Well, and one thing I'd like you to comment on, I see it so often is uh, uh, agents and realtors project their point of view, mm. their investment criteria, but your criteria may be totally different than mine. It, right. It's not a, a judgment. You, you may have a different rate of return, mm-hmm. a different uh, asset class. Mm-hmm. Um, so many times we project our own feelings. How do you work through that? Asking questions, mm-hmm. like really getting what is, what's their purpose? Yeah. You know, what's their experience? What other investments do they have? How, you know, right. their, their history in, investing um some have a higher risk tolerance others have a low risk tolerance you know it, it just depends you got to ask the questions i've got a sheet you know i ask questions when yeah. we do an intake it's business yeah. <laughs> yeah the better questions you ask the better answers you get right yes and do you find it kind of fun to go back and forth from the you know kind of the investor client to the retail client you know that's more emotional mm-hmm. you know maybe a little less um numbers driven versus the the kind of the by the numbers did you find going back and forth a kind of fun i you know i don't um somebody asked me a similar question the other day you know how do you do it and i don't it doesn't affect me that way because when i used to work in hotels and in catering i'd have corporate clients and i'd have brides and i could do both oh yeah Mm -hmm. right so that's how i see it yes you know getting emotional with somebody um it excited you know i actually did for the first time client that was moving here and i helped them buy their house without them even seeing it mm-hmm. and i was like a little nervous when they first when they actually got here like are you gonna love the house that i helped you buy and they were so happy and i was like oh, thank yeah. you thank you thank you yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah it's good that's wild yeah but well, one of the points that i wanted to make about yes. investors that some realtors don't understand is that the repeat time period like if you have a retail client, it's on average seven years, yeah. right? Four or five, six, seven years. Right. right. But it could be one year, six months, two months. You know, the repeat business yeah. is there yeah. uh, creating those relationships, doing well by them, and they're going to come back. And yeah, they're going to refer people. Yeah, it's a great point because you repeat on the investors. You know, many times I, I know a few folks that they have a plan mm-hmm. their personal financial plan is to buy a property every year mm-hmm. you know let's say for the next five years so right. that's going to be you know the, the typical retail buyer is not going to do that right yeah. well uh do you have a favorite tool or a favorite resource you use on a daily basis besides the internet and your phone <clears throat> um my calculator <laughs> oh, yeah, I, bet, I bet your calculator uh, is is moving yes uh any other advice for the audience? Love what you do. Love what you do. If you're not excited about this, reevaluate your goals and having personal goals. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is a, a thriving business and second half of the year is going to be different than the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. We know that. So be prepared, have plans, have, if you're not on a team, have a mastermind group, have an accountability group, have people that you talk to that you 
bounce ideas off. It's really like there's a lot of aha moments and opportunity. You know, we just did a study of uh, industry agents, both inside JPAR and out, and we found that those agents inside a small group, mm -hmm. accountability group that you're mm -hmm. talking about, were earning 42% more gross commission income than those not in a group. Done. Right? So, I mean, it's just, a, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It was almost as much uh, increase in gross commission income as those in one-on-one -on -one coaching, which actually shocked me. It was pretty darn close. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, coaches, you know, people have different yes. needs. Uh, coaches are great, and I came from one, and... Um, but these accountability groups are, mm -hmm. if, if, you're, if you're not in one, you're missing out. Absolutely. Now, um, speaking of that, um, if you had to go back and do anything differently, would you? Probably start earlier. Yeah, you know, like Charlie had said it to me when we lived in California. You really ought to be a realtor. And I'm like, why? There's so many of them. Right. You know, why get into an industry that's just so bombarded and... Um, yeah, that, that would probably be. Start earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, and you've, you've really distinguished yourself. You know, you've separated yourself. The distinction of, of becoming, you know, an expert in the numbers mm -hmm. and, and, you know, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, there we go. Well, that's our episode. Uh, so glad you could come in and join us today. It's my pleasure. And I like, I love seeing the videos and now I get to be here with you. Get you. To this be is here. really cool. <laughs> now, if folks want to get a hold of you for referrals or those mm -hmm. kind of things, what's the best way to, to find you? So phone number 214-273-7102 or Lucia at RussianRealtyGroup.com. There you go. Well, that's it. Well, um, are you looking forward to the rest of the year? I'm a little nervous, yeah. to be honest, but yes, I think it's going to be a different one. Well, and, and as you think about being a little nervous, but, but it's going to open up so much more possibilities for you. your investors before where they were competing with 50 offers, right. you know, maybe now they're only competing with one or two. Right, right. I still have goals to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm past the 50% mark, but I, you know, we, I break them down. So, um, you know, that's, I'm goal driven. So do you, do you break them down, let's say for the year, and then you break them down to the quarter, to the month? Do you exactly. break them all the way down to the week and the day? No. But to no. the month? Yes. Okay. So they're attainable. Yeah. So, you know, each month kind of you have a target. Yes. And then if you're a little bit behind, you ramp it up the exactly. next month. Exactly. Um, good. All right. Well, we'll uh, look forward to seeing how you end the year. Thank you. Ahead of goal. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. And we'll be back next week. Until then, may your choices reflect your hopes and not your fears. Mm -hmm.